I'm Kirby Falk, and this is the Kirby Method Podcast. This is the podcast for former athletes looking for something they love as much as their sport, whether it be a career, hobby, side gig, or new exercise routine. This is the Kirby Method Podcast, and I'm your host, Kirby. Before I jump in, I want to encourage you to check out coaching and events on kirbymethod.com. You can learn more about the community we've developed and how to join for free and see different resources, courses, and ways to learn more. Okay, so now on to the fun stuff. Let's dive in. So up until a few years ago, it was kind of a general belief of mine that I'll do this and then I can relax. I'll get here and then I'll be content. I'll do this and then I'll feel happier. I'll achieve this and then I'll be more confident, especially in transitioning out of my soccer career. I had thoughts like, I'll lose the weight I've gained post-soccer and then I'll really feel more confident. I'll get back those toned, fatless abs like I did while playing and then I'll really feel happier with my own body. I'll find my person, my romantic partner, and then I'll be more content, a little bit happier, and at ease. I thought, I'll find a great job post-sports career aligned with my real passions, and then I'll just be happier. Even I'll score this promotion and then feel more confident at work. And you know what I learned? It really just doesn't work that way. Because once you lose the weight, you still find things to pick at about your body. Once you find that relationship, you find new things to worry about. Is this my person? Are we moving too fast? Are we moving too slow? What if it doesn't work out? Once you get that promotion, you feel satisfied, satisfied for a little while, but then really find yourself yearning for more. These statements, these beliefs that I had, all rests on the model of, if I succeed or achieve X, then I'll be or receive Y. For example, if I get that promotion, then I'll be satisfied, I'll be happier. Once I find that lifelong partner, then I can really relax, then I'll be happier. Once I lose the weight, then I'll feel more confident and be happier. After I follow this strict eating plan, I'll have the body and confidence I could possibly want. Once I find that job that fulfills me and pays the bills, I'll feel happier. So it's if I succeed in this or if this happens, then I'll be happier or more confident or at ease. But it just doesn't work that way. I was listening to this great podcast on Super Soul Oprah, where Sean Aker talks about the research behind success and happiness. Most people believe and are telling themselves, if I succeed in life, whether it's getting a promotion, buying a house, my relationship, having a great body, then I'll just be happier overall. 
His and others' clinical work on positive psychology proves that it's actually the exact opposite. So instead of success bringing happiness, happiness actually brings success. Okay, I'm going to say that again. (laughs) Instead of success bringing happiness, happiness actually brings success. And the coolest part of it all is that although each person is born with a different baseline level of happiness, we can literally change our own happiness levels. It's been scientifically proven. I mean, how amazing is that? And it's so aligned with what I've been working on the past few years, especially in 2017. Really leading with happiness, leading with my heart. Being happy in life doesn't mean we're happy all of the time. In fact, Mr. Sean Akers discusses how being happy all of the time is actually a disorder. As normal human human beings, we still experience contrast. We experience unhappiness, frustration, anger. But our general baseline level of happiness can increase. We can feel lighter and happier overall. And also, I'm not saying we should fake it until we make it per se. We don't want to pretend to be happy if we really aren't feeling so. We don't want to cover up unhappy feelings, resisting them, not feeling them, because actually that ultimately works against us in our mission to increase our general levels of happiness. As Tara Brock would say, who's one of my favorite meditation and psychology gurus, we can still smile while making room for other emotions that are there. More on that on another podcast. But what I'm saying is that we can increase our general levels of happiness, period. And what's amazing is that instead of trying to achieve happiness by living with strict if and then statements, so if I do this, then I'll be happier, we can lead more with our hearts. And when when we lead with our hearts, that's when the magic happens you find some pretty awesome alignment with what genuinely serves you and things just happen. That confidence you're seeking comes, that relationship just happens, that love of yourself develops. Now, what do I mean by lead with your heart? I mean, follow your heart, follow what feels aligned and good with your true self. I'm not talking about what your inner child wants, what your ego wants. I'm talking about what genuinely serves you. Then, and only then, success in losing weight, finding that fulfilling career, finding that lifelong partner will all follow. So I think the next question is, how do I lead with my heart? Leading with your heart means accessing your truth, understanding what genuinely serves you, to identify and follow your intuition. And again, it's not what your inner child, your ego wants, but what your true higher self wants. And it takes practice to consistently lead with your heart. And it's not black and white. It's gray, like life. You won't get it perfect every time. And that's okay. That's normal. So what I want to offer to you today is three ways you can practice leading with your heart and keep trying day after day. And I encourage you, pick one to try today, and then keep practicing. It just gets easier and easier the more you do it. Really. So, number one, practice accessing your intuition. How do you do this? I'm going to give you two ways. One, 
If you're telling yourself you don't know what you really want to do in a situation or you, you really don't know how you feel, ask yourself this magic question. What if I did know? For example, I don't know if I want to go to my friend's birthday trip. What if I did know? I don't know how to really reduce my stress at work. What if I did know? It's a magic question. What if I did know? I use it in coaching all the time. Second way of practice of practicing accessing your intuition is by meeting your 80-year-old self. I use this one all the time. It's one of my favorites. There's a great visual visualization you can do, and you can find it here on the podcast. Um, and I believe on currymethod.com as well. And so to give a little more color on what this looks like, your 80-year-old self becomes your guru, your intuition to whom you can ask questions. So you could ask her or him, do I really not want to do this or am I afraid of what will happen when I put myself out there? Whether it be going on a date, producing a podcast, interviewing for a new job. It's a really fun visualization, so I really encourage you to meet your 80-year-old self and practice asking her or him questions. Now, the second way you can practice leading with your heart is to really get in touch with your heart. Ways to do that? Journal. What are you grateful for? Write down three new things every day. Research has actually shown this will increase your levels of happiness. Ask yourself, what makes your heart overflow with gratitude? What's meaningful to you about your current life, whether it be experiences, people, or things? Journal about it. Write it down. Now, the third way to practice leading with your heart is to get in touch with what it feels like physically to lead with your heart. Journal about it. Ask yourself, what does it physically feel like to lead with my heart? What does it physically feel like to have a heart overflowing with gratitude? What does it physically feel like to do an activity that's meaningful and aligned with my truest intentions and self? Write down the physical sensations. Pretend you're describing it to an alien who has, doesn't understand what this may feel like in your body. So when you're writing that down, these physical sensations, write down, what does this feel like temperature-wise? What's this, this, what is the color? What is physical sensation in terms of movement? Is it moving, seeping, overflowing, pouring, tingling? What does that feel like? So for example, I might feel warm, calm, filling my entire chest, seeping into other parts of my body, tingling, a light red, pink. So by exploring how leading with your heart physically feels in our own bodies, we can more easily identify when it's happening, when we're actually leading with our heart and when we aren't. So three ways you can practice leading with your heart. One, practice accessing your intuition by asking yourself, what if I did know? Or two, asking your 80-year-old self. The second way you can lead with your heart is getting in touch with your heart, journaling about what are you grateful for, what's meaningful to you. The third way to practice leading with your heart is to understand what it feels like physically 
in your own body to lead with your heart. Journal about it. Temperature, color, physical sensation. Is there movement? And those are it. Those are three ways you can truly lead with your heart. I encourage you, pick one to practice today. Leading with your heart means increasing your overall happiness and ultimately leads to success. It's now scientifically proven. And with that, I want to leave you with a question. How are you going to lead with your heart today? Thanks, everyone. I hope you enjoyed the podcast and have a wonderful week. Mm-hmm.